Turn please in the scriptures this morning to 1 John, the first chapter, and also James, the first chapter. 1 John, chapter 1, James, chapter 1. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, the ushers have extra Bibles. Be glad to let you use one of ours. Hold your hand up real high and they'll get a Bible to you. Turn with us, follow along with us. Let your eyes rest on these words. It's a way of showing respect for the Lord and showing respect for his word. First John 1 and 5. It says, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. You know, you hear some of these uh, theologians and preachers trying to tell about how God uses the devil and basically what they're saying, he has a dark side. And it's not true. I said it's not true. There is not one evil or bad thing in God at all. He's total light. Total life. In fact, God the Father is so much light. He am too much light for us in our current condition. I know that's poor English, but he is the I am. And the I am is what the New Testament calls unapproachable light that no man can approach into. Talking about in our natural mortal state. Now that's light you and I have never experienced. Light that's too much for you to handle in your mortal condition. I reckon if you got immersed into it enough, you'd never come back. You'd no longer be mortal. That's who he is. The splendor and radiance of his glory, of his excellence surpasses anything, any beautiful scene or sight we've ever beheld down here below. And soon and very soon, we're going to see him. Ah, we're going to see Somebody say, I'm going to see him. going to see Are you going to see I'm going to see I'm going to see I am going to stand. Before that amazing throne. With that beautiful rainbow. And the winged creatures. And I'm going to behold him. In all of his glory. And at that point. I'll be able to take it. (laughs) At least without being consumed. (laughs) We may even there. We may have to take it by measures. But uh, we'll have plenty of time. To build up. To the fullness. Of course in him you never reach the peak. But he is light. Somebody say God is light. And in him there is what? No darkness. At all. Keep reading. If we say that we have fellowship with him. And we walk in darkness. We are not doing. Not doing. Not doing the truth. We're lying. About what's going on. Because if you were really walking in him. What would you be walking in? 
you'd be walking in light because he is light and there's no darkness at all in him. So if you're walking in darkness, you can't be walking in him. And we're not doing the truth because the truth is light. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the light. He's the light that has come into the world and enlightened all men. And the light is the life. There's no life without the light. Read the next verse, verse 7. If we walk in the light as he is in the light. He, there's no darkness in him. So if we're walking with him, where are we going to be? In the light. And if we're doing that, then we really are having fellowship one with another. That's the Father. We're having fellowship with the Father. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. When you're walking in all the light that you have, and you know there's still a lot you don't know, and still a lot you don't see, and therefore a lot of mistakes that you're making, but the Lord won't hold you accountable for what you don't see and know. The blood of the Lamb will keep cleansing you continuously while you're figuring out the rest of it. Isn't He good? Isn't He gracious and kind see he has to do that or he couldn't fellowship with us if he had to wait until we were perfect in knowledge and action before he fellowshiped with us it wouldn't be in this life and how would we get to the next so he has to cleanse us from all the stuff we're doing ignorantly so he can fellowship with us and all he requires is that we walk in what we know that we walk in the light we see and know. But he does require that. And of course this goes on. Into verse 8 and verse 9. Where it talks about. If you have sin. You confess your sin. And he's faithful to forgive you. And cleanse you. That means if you did see and know. What was right and wrong. And you violated it. Then you're responsible. And you have to come and repent. And get that right. Before you can be restored. To walking in the light with him again. So he holds us accountable for the light he's given us. James, the first chapter, if you turn back to that. James, chapter 1, verse 22. James 1, 22, what does it say? But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Verse 23, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Verse 24, he beholds himself, goes his way, and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. Now let's just stop right there. Did he see some things? And then what did he do immediately? He, What if he had done it, acted on it immediately, then he wouldn't have forgot it. But in not doing it, he gave opportunity for time to pass and for him or her to forget. He forgetteth, you know, what manner of man he was. And verse 25, whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he stays in it, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in what? What he does, not in his convictions and opinions and this and that, even his beliefs. 
Not, didn't say to be blessed in his beliefs. He's blessed in what he did. Because he did what he heard and saw. So it is a dangerous thing to reject light. The result is believing a lie. Deception. And you can't even blame the devil for it. Who deceived this person? They deceived their self. Go with me if you would to Luke. I believe it's the 6th chapter. Luke chapter 6. And uh, 36. Luke 6, 36. He said, Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it will be measured to you again. Now see, that same measure, that doesn't just apply to giving money and things. It also applies to condemning, judging, forgiving, Whatever measure you do that in, that's exactly the measure that you're going to be judged or forgiven or given to or condemned. And he said, well, let me skip down to verse 41. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye? And perceivest not the beam that is in your own eye. Now keep this in context. He, He started off talking about judging. And he's saying... Why are you concerned about the moat or the speck that's in your brother's eye? But perceive it's not. Somebody say perceived not. Perceive means to see and to discern. And don't, you're not seeing the beam that is in your own eye. Keep reading. How can you say to your brother, brother? Let me pull that moat out of your eye. You know, you got a speck right here. And I don't like specks. Specks are not right. And you shouldn't be having that speck. You need to get that speck out. And the people that get on their speck soapbox, it just gets worse and worse. And they get more and more worked up until, you know, you can't be a member of the church with that speck. You may not make heaven with that speck. Specks. And tell me all the time. (laughs) When you yourself beholdest not, beholdest not. What does behold not? You, You don't see the beam that's in your own eye. How in the world are you not seeing this two by four? (laughs) You hypocrite. Cast out first. Get the beam out of your eye first. And then you shall what? See clearly to pull out the moat that's in your brother's eye. Let's talk about this now. Is this symbolic of what's really going on? Are there people today in the church that are making a big deal about something in somebody's life? 
and they got something of the same type, much worse in their life? Is this happening? How can that happen? How is it that you got this giant thing in your face and you act like it's not there? How did that happen? Anybody awake in here this morning? You, how did that happen? Exactly. It's our text. You have deceived yourself that it ain't there. And that you are now a speck detector. <laughs> You're specially gifted and graced to discern specks. And so you're, you have a ministry of discerning of specks. <laughs> and you got this being. How, how'd you get like this? How can a person get like this? By ignoring it over and over. How many know there, there had to be a time when that person was acutely aware of this being? Had to be. There had to, When a two by four falls across your head, you got to know it. Don't you got to know it? You got to know it. And then it's there. It's there all afternoon. Do you know it's there? You gotta know it's there. But here's the thing, friend. You can get used to anything. And if you don't deal with it and do what you, you know you're supposed to get it out. You know it's not supposed to be there. But flesh. Hmm? You got flesh? Yeah, you do. I got flesh. Flesh wants to do what flesh wants to do. And flesh wants that beam there. Flesh likes that beam. And your heart knows it ain't supposed to be there. It ain't supposed to be there. But flesh likes it there. And so, how how do you do that? If you're not going to do it, this is how people get around it. You pretend it's not there. And you do it long enough, you can actually forget that it's there. And you get to the point where you believe it's not there. And it's there. Oh, it's there. But now you have deceived yourself. And it is so annoying to anybody that can see that here you got this glaring thing. And you all high and mighty and holier than thou. Going around discerning specks. (laughs) What needs to happen? You need to judge yourself, deal with your beam, and then you really really can see how to help people. Not how to judge people, but how to help people. And when you have done something in an area, you have been a doer of the word in an area of your life, you're not so haughty, you're, you know, judges are not doers. But when you're a doer, you don't have that judgmental spirit. Instead of saying, you want to do this, and you want to do that, and you shouldn't do this, and you shouldn't do that. When you've been there, and you really have done it, and you knew how tough it was, and you knew it was only by the grace of God that you got through, you don't talk like that. You say, well, hey, uh, let me tell you what helped me. 
When I was in the middle of that and the Lord showed me this. And you can see clearly now to help somebody get through it. But it's no longer being a judge or being a hypocrite. It's being a doer. Go with me if you would over to uh, Philippians. The fourth chapter. Actually, it's on your way. Stop by in Romans. In the first chapter, and then we'll go to uh, Philippians. Romans 1, verse 16. He says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Did you say the same thing? Absolutely not ashamed. It is the power of God. The gospel is. Unto salvation... To everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein, in the gospel, and the gospel is light, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. How is it revealed? It's revealed how? From faith to faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall walk by faith. Does this sound progressive to you? From faith to faith. What happens from faith to faith? The righteous are rightness. God, everything he says is right. Everything he does is right. His ways, his plan, right. And how are you going to see what's right in God? It comes not all at once, but it comes progressively from faith to faith. Now, faith is not just being passive, passively believing something, a passive conviction. Remember, James says, faith without works is dead. So living faith is faith in action. Living faith is faith that does. And let me submit to you this morning, we're going to see it in other scriptures. You don't just get revelation by hearing only. You get revelation by doing. In Philippians 4, are you there? Philippians 4 and 9. Well, verse 8, let's read verse 8 as well. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue, be any praise, do what? Think on these things. Next verse. Those things, Paul said by the Spirit, which you have both learned and received. See, you can, you can learn something. That don't mean you received it. You learned it. You received it. And then you heard Now, that's not talking about the hearing in which you learned. You heard and and seen in me. You learned it and received it. That's through the teaching. But then you heard it and saw it in me. Those things that you learned and received and heard and saw in me. What's the next word? Do them. Did they get, did they see some things 
Through association with Paul. How did they get it? Through what avenues did it come? It came through the teaching and preaching of the word of God. Faith comes. They saw, they heard. But that's not all. They got revelation through hearing and seeing him, him do the word. You'll get so, you'll get a degree of light by listening and hearing, but you won't get full light by hearing only. I said, you won't get full light by hearing only, and this will answer a lot of questions. Let me give you some natural examples. You already know this. You can read all kind of books on scuba diving. (laughs) I mean, you can read a hundred books on scuba diving. But when you strap on the gear, you pull down the mask, you jump off in the ocean, you get a revelation. Don't you? You get a revelation you couldn't get reading a thousand books. Hmm? You knew it said in there that you, your mask is supposed to have a tight fit. But some way or another, it didn't really register on you like it needed to. And you jumped off and bumped it sideways and got a nose, mouth full of salt water. You're seeing things you never saw before. You come away, come up waving your arms going, I can't breathe. You got a revelation. You will spend more time getting that mask right. You don't just get light. You don't just see and know by hearing and being taught. You get light by doing. And so much light you can't get any other way. You can try to get it all by being in every conference and buying everybody's book and tape series and it's just, you're never going to get it until you begin to do it. Do it. Look at First Timothy. Those things that you've learned and received. Those things that you, what did I say first or second? Second Timothy is where I want you to go. Second Timothy 3. Those things that you you learned and received, that's teaching and preaching. Those things that you heard and saw in me, that's looking at him. Watching what he's doing. How he's operating. I know uh, so much of what Phyllis and I, so much light that we have for life and walking in faith and ministry. We got, yes, by hearing and, and being taught, we've been privilege to be in so many good meetings and hear so many good sermons, but also we've been able to be around people who walked the Word and did the Word. And you just learn so much by being in a real life situation where somebody actually walked in love. I mean, you heard it, you saw it, you felt it, you saw how it could be, you saw them control their flesh, you saw them check their heart and find the word of wisdom, and you saw them walk in love, and you saw how it changed the situation. How many know you get more revelation in a few minutes like that than you could read in 20 books? Now we need both. But there's uh, so much light you're not going to get until you begin to do. 
until you begin to act. In this passage here, he brings out this truth. Second Timothy 3, verse 5, he talked about people who have a form of godliness, but that deny the power of, from such turn away. Of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden or loaded with sins, led away with divers' lusts. Now look at this phrase in verse 7. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Is there a revelation these folk are never getting to? Things they're trying to see and trying to understand And no matter how much learning they do, they never get to it. They can't get to it that way. Keep reading. Now as Jannes and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also do what? So are they being doers of the truth that they know? No, that's the problem. They're resisting it. And yet they're trying to get the rest of their questions answered through learning. It just can't be done. Now, I have an affinity for so-called word and faith people, charismatic people. I am one. And we are the convention-goingest, tape-playingest, note-takingest bunch around. And that's all right. That's good. You know, why don't people, why don't some people make the effort to go to a meeting or to obtain the CDs and DVDs or to take the notes because they don't value it enough. It's not important enough to them. But can you see that's not enough? If you just stop with going to the service and going to the meetings and getting the materials and taking the notes, you're still just a hearer only. And no matter how much of that you do, you can never get full light. You cannot go to enough meetings. You cannot buy enough materials to get full light. You're only going to get so much light. And then the rest of it is where? The rest of it is in you putting boots on the ground. Rubber to the road. Huh? You doing it. You know, I hear an airplane go over. When I first started learning how to fly, you know, they you have a lot of ground school. Oh, man, ground school, on and on and on. And uh, I mean, you know, you'd think that uh, they're trying to teach you how to be an astronaut. Man, they want you to understand all kinds of stuff. And it goes on and on and on. You read books and you read books and you read books. And then you get in the plane. And it's different. <laughs> And you apply the power and you take off and you read about lift over drag and you read about this and you read about stalling and you read about this and that. But oh man, you're thinking, oh, is that supposed to sound like that? Is that? What is that? Is it supposed to feel like that? Oh, you're getting revelations by the second, man. Huh? That you'll never get in the classroom. Well, this is not... The place where we do the most doing of the word. This is like the locker room. And I'm like the coach today. The Spirit of God is our coach. He's just talking through me for a few minutes. But 
This is not the whole thing right here. You get a certain amount of light in here, but then you're supposed to rush out them doors going, Ah, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the word. I'm going to put this into practice. And then you're really going to learn something. I said, you're really going to learn something. Walking by faith, being led by the spirit, walking in love at home. On the job, at school, in the real world. And how many understand, when you begin to apply what you learned and do what you've seen others do, light's going to go off. You're going to go, oh, oh, I see it now. That's what that means. That's where this fits. That, And if you never do it, you're going to be ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge. Somebody said out loud, I'm not a hearer only. I'm not ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. Now, how are you going to do the Word? You're going to do the Word according to the light that you have and according to the faith that you have. It takes faith to step out. And then as you step out, it's going to be revealed to you from faith to faith. It's progressive. It's like he said, it's like the shining light that shines more and more until the full day's sun. Uh, go with me over to John, if you would. John 3. It's easy to have opinions when it's scholastic position. It's easy to sit in the room, talk about what folks ought to do, how they ought to be. <laughs> you know, we, we prayed Friday night as a church about the Lord helping the people get that, uh, that oil well capped in the Gulf. And oh, there's everybody up in arms, but who knows how to fix it? You know, and uh, people don't have enough sense to know if you don't know how to fix it, you need to shut up. We got a whole country full of people that ain't got no better sense, and they just on and on, and they shouldn't have done this. That's all history. It's history. You ain't helping anything. Do you know how to fix it? <laughs> no, you don't. So hush. <laughs> And let's pray for the people that know something about it. And let's believe God, right? Do something positive that works. But uh, it's easy to to have strong opinions. They ought to do this. And remember we talked about this last week. That's judging, isn't it? They should do this. They shouldn't have done it. Have you ever done it? You know? How many times you ever, you know, drilled down a mile beneath the ocean surface there, you know? <laughs> you have a clue about it. And people have strong opinions about marriage until they get married. <laughs> and then they get a revelation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then people got all these, I mean, strong ideas about how to raise a child. Yeah. And then they have one. Yeah. And it gets modified. <laughs> Because when you're a doer, you get revelation. And it's not like you thought it was. And it's not like somebody else said it was in their book. You know, let's not be gullible, saints. 
So many folks, they read people's books, they don't know anything about them, except they got initials after their name and they're popular. And they're telling you how to do this and how to do that and how to run your finances and how to have your marriage and how to raise your kids. You need to ask yourself, who is this man? Who is this woman? What kind of marriage do they have? Are y'all listening to me or not? What kind of children do they have? What kind of finances do they have? Don't, don't give me your theory and give me your opinion. Tell me what you've done. What have you done? You know, we've had a lot of people uh, tell us how we ought to run the church. How we ought to run the ministry. Some people very, very strong about it. And you want to say, how many churches have you ever started? Have you ever pastored? How many meetings have you ever done? How many times have you ever done this? Oh, I, nothing personally myself. Then you don't know a thing. You need to shut up. And so many times these people got this great big thing. <laughs> but they are specially anointed and sin of God to help you with your speck. We might as well laugh. Because <laughs> it's pitiful, isn't it? It is pitiful. It is sad to be so ignorant and such a hypocrite. Somebody say, not me. By the grace of God, I'm going to deal with my own being. Not judge others. Keep my mouth shut. My opinions to myself. And be a doer of what I know to do. Amen. And how many know if you really do that, it'll keep you occupied. Won't it? It'll keep you busy. Night and day. Just doing what you know to do. <laughs> John 3. Aren't you glad you came today? <laughs> John 3 and 19. This is the condemnation. This is why men are condemned before God. Because light is come into the world. And when many people saw the light, they did not get excited. They did not embrace it. They did not go to work changing themselves to walk in the light that they saw. What did they do? They loved the darkness they were in rather than the light. Because their deeds were evil, they liked that beam and they want that beam to stay. And they want to pretend they don't see it. And so they don't want you coming around shining the light. Makes them mad, makes them upset. Verse 20, for everyone that does evil hates the light, neither comes to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Verse 21. But he that what? Doeth, does the truth, comes to the light. Don't you like that phrase? Say it out loud. He that does the truth comes to the light. Can you see a progressive revelation here? What's going to happen? Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord, the Bible said. Is it progressive? 
Yeah, you heard it. Yeah, you saw it. But that's just the beginning. Now you begin to be a doer of it. You begin to practice it in your daily life. And oh my, you're doing the truth. You know what else is happening? You're coming into the light. You're seeing things every day you never saw before. It's getting clearer and brighter to you. But any time, any day, any week, any year, you can get lazy. You can yield to the flesh and stop doing it. And when you do, you stop coming to light. And you regress back into darkness. And if you do it long enough, you'll confuse yourself and deceive you. You'll start crying. Why isn't it working for me anymore? Why didn't this happen? And why is this going so long? And why is that? Well, there's some light back here that you refuse to walk in. And it's put you in this current darkened, confused state. If you say, yep, but no, I'm walking in the light. No, if you're in darkness, you're lying about it. You know what our text said? Because if you really were walking with him in the light, you wouldn't be in this darkness. So let's just go back and say, Lord, please show me again. If I've deceived myself, help me to see it. And this time I'm, I'm going I'm to hold on to it and not just push it aside. I'm going to do it. And if you'll do that, light will open back up to you again. It'll begin to be clear and plain to you again. And it'll begin to get brighter and brighter. If we're walking with the Lord, it's not getting darker and darker. He is light. And we're getting closer to Him and walking with Him. It gets brighter and brighter. We get clearer and clearer. We get surer and surer. Isn't it wonderful to know? Didn't the Bible say you have an unction of the Holy One? And you know. You know all things that you need to know. We know that we've passed from death into life because we love the brethren. Not think so. Not wonder. Not hope so. We know. That's standing in the light. Knowing what you're looking at. Isn't it? He said but. Everyone. Excuse me verse uh, 21. But he that does truth. He comes to the light. That his deeds may be made manifest. That they are wrought in God. Say it again. He that does truth. Comes to the light. Comes to the light. Go to Luke 19 please. Luke 19, I was talking about Phyllis and I being privileged to hear a lot of good word, being a lot of good meetings, but also so much of what we, the light we received was from being in fellowship with people that were doers of the word. We had uh, opportunity to spend time with the Hagans and, and serve them and help them in ministry, Brother Kenneth Hagan Sr. and Miss Aretha. And... Uh, Time and time again, I'm talking especially now, you know, uh, 20 plus years ago, uh, I'd know in a service or, or not in a service, in a, in a hotel or in a car or in a restaurant, something was going on. The Spirit of God wanted to do something or we needed to, to follow some direction or, or make a, a statement or do something. I didn't know what it was, you know, and I'd see him do it. I'd see him interpret it and do it and say the right thing. And do the right thing. And I mean in five minutes. You learn more than reading 12 books. for. You understand what I'm saying? Or being in 20 conventions and seminars. Seeing somebody. Walk in faith. Not just in church. Outside the church. Seeing somebody walk in love. Seeing somebody be led by the spirit. Seeing somebody exercise authority. I've been with men of God. Not in the church. Not in the service. And uh, 
something come up and I've seen them take authority over it. I've seen somebody join hands with their spouse, pray a prayer of agreement, the real deal, and seen it change. (laughs) I've seen people wait and stop and go, hold on now. Let's check our hearts here just a minute and be led by the Spirit and alter and change what was going on and avoid disaster. How many know when you see that kind of thing in action, are you getting light? You're getting light. You're seeing things. And oh, you're seeing whole realms of things. And what did he say? Those things that you have learned and received and those things that you have heard and seen in me, now what can you do? You can do them. And see, this is part of the reason why you should belong to a good, strong church family. And thank God for the internet and materials and DVDs and all that kind of stuff. You can receive through the internet, but you can't serve through the internet. Do you understand this? And you will only get so much by hearing and listening and to the teaching. You've got to actually do. So much, you know, uh, we talked about people got strong opinions and convictions about how you ought to do this in the church and how you ought to do that in the ministry and the other. And you just know sometimes by people start talking to you, sometimes by the third or fourth word, they've never done any of this. They don't have a clue what they're talking about. But how do you know? Because putting one foot in front of the other, walking as far as you had in the light and waiting, well, what do I do now, Lord? How do I make it from here? He shows you. But if you hadn't walked out on the end of that plank, you'd never found out what's out there. (laughs) If you'd never taken that step and went into the next part and put yourself into that position where you don't know what comes next. You got to believe God. It takes faith. Oh, but at the end of that faith is light and understanding. And it puts a, a stability in your spirit. I know, uh, you know, we're dealing with bigger numbers and bigger challenges than we've ever looked at in ministry. But I, I'm not as shaken as in times past. Because we've been here before. <laughs> you know, after a while, people say, it's impossible, and God did it. It's impossible, and God did it. You can't do it. God did it. Never worked. God did it. <laughs> after years of that, when people say, it won't work, you went, huh? Oh, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> it just, you, you don't wring your hands and go, oh, really? Really? You don't think it can happen? <laughs> it, you, it just gets to where it doesn't face you. You're like, mm, okay. <laughs> Maybe for you, <laughs> it's impossible. But, well, it'll take a miracle. Exactly. And we know just the one. <laughs> he does them every day. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Where where are you in the scripture? Luke 19. I'm trying to close. Luke 19. We actually read this in Matthew's account uh, in our recent readings about the parable of the talents. It's called the parable of the pounds in Luke, but it's just Luke's account of the same teaching. And the Bible tells Jesus taught about how the uh, 
the nobleman went to a far country in verse 12, Luke 19, 12. And he called his ten servants and he delivered to them uh, the, uh, the ten pounds. And uh, verse uh, 15, he came back and wanted to know how much every man had gained by his trading. Then came the first saying, your pound has gained ten pounds. He said, well done, you good good servant, because you've been faithful in a very little, have authority over ten cities. The second came and said, your pound has gained five pounds. He said, likewise to him, be thou over five cities. Another came and said, Lord, behold, here's your pound, which I've kept, laid up in a napkin. For I feared you because you're an austere man. You take up that which you lay not down and you reap that you did not sow. And he said, out of your own mouth will I judge you, you wicked servant. You knew. Somebody say, you knew. Did he have light that he should have done more than what he did? Yes. He knew he should have done something. He said, and I'm going to judge you according to what you, what you knew. You knew what you should have done. He, verse 23, wherefore then gavest thou not my money to the bank, that at my coming I might have required my own with usury? I mean, at least that, he's saying. You could have done something. And he said to them that stood by, take from him the pound and give it to him that has ten pounds. Now, whether it's light, revelation, understanding, grace, opportunity, money, you name it. Who's going to get more? Who's going to get more? Who's going to get more opportunity? Who's going to get more favor, more light? More revelation, more anointing, more money, more stuff. Who? The The one that did the most is going to get even more. And people think, well, that's not fair. They just keep getting more and more. And some of these folk don't even have one, and they lost the one they had. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. I know some folk don't like to hear this, but I'm reading the Bible, am I not? He said, take from him. Verse 26, he said, I say to you that everyone that has shall be given. And from him that has not, even that which he has shall be taken away. Verse 25, when he told them to give it to the one that had 10 pounds, they said to him, Lord, he has 10 pounds. They were startled. They thought, Lord, he's already got 10 pounds. You mean you're going to take the one away from the guy that's only got one and give it to the guy that's got 10? You're going to give it to the one that's got the most? Yeah. The one that, and then it's when he said, the one that has a lot is going to get more. And the one that doesn't have is going to lose what he has. Can you understand that more in the light of what we're talking about today? What, What does it have to do with being a doer with what you got? The one that walks in the light that they have does everything with the opportunity and resources they got. They're going to get more. They're going to get more light. They're going to get more opportunity. They're going to get more resources. The one that sits on it. And is and wanting to have more before I do anything. Well, I need more information. I need more prayer. I need more counseling. Yeah, I got some things, but I really don't know exactly what I need to do with them. So I'm going to bury them. So they'll be nice and safe. And I'm just going to sit on because I need more light. You can't get more light like that. But when I get enough understanding and I get some more, then I, then, then I'm going to start doing it. You can't. 
Because the, what you're looking for is only going to come through you using what you got. Amen. Oh, do you see this, saints? Do you see this revelation? You can't get the rest of the answers. You can't get the rest of the picture. You can't get the rest of the money. Until you step out. Amen. Come on now. Till you step out. Dr. Lillian B. Omens said this. She wrote several little books about healing. Excellent books. She said, God delights in his children stepping out over the aching void with nothing underneath their feet except the word of God. <laughs> and he does. And when he came walking on the water and Peter said, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come. What did he say? What did he say? Come on, boy. Come. You want to come? How are you going to come? How are you going to walk on the water? How? How? You get in your head. You listen to other people. You will never even start to get out of the boat. But did Peter have anything? He had something. He had a word. It wasn't much light, but it's enough light to get out of the boat. And he's not going to get the rest of it. He's not going to necessarily feel the power to walk on the water. He's not going to get a revelation of the wisdom of God. How God could actually make a man be able to do this. He's not going to see any of that. What he's got is some light. And if he'll step out and put his foot on the H2O. He's going to find out some more. Isn't he? The rest of the revelation comes. Not by sitting in the service. Not by listening or watching the DVD again. But by doing. Doing. Say it out loud, I'm a doer. I am a doer of the Word of God. Stand on your feet, everybody. Praise you, Master. Praise you, Master. Let's just begin to thank Him. Let's begin to praise Him. Oh, Father, we worship you. You are the light, you are the brightness, you are the glory. And we worship, worship, worship you. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.